Up next is the Daily Devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson, pastor of Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and clicking on subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 6. Verse 39, he spoke a parable to them. Can the blind guide the blind? Won't they both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. Now Jesus, he takes a breath for a moment and brings his new apostles back down to earth. He reminds them that what they teach cannot just be verbal. It must be a a personal pattern of living. We are unable to give to others what we do not have and do not practice ourselves. The apostles lacked the integrity that is required to lead while well, they would eventually fall, along with all those who have uh, they failed to minister to. Just because one is a leader or have a title uh, of leader doesn't mean he sees things clearly. I mean, after all, what is his vision? Verse 41, speaking of that, says, Why do you see the speck of chaff that is in your brother's eye, but don't consider the beam that is in your own eye? Or how can you tell your brother, Brother, let me remove this speck of chaff that is in your eye, and when you yourself don't see the beam that is in your own eye? You hypocrite. First remove the beam from your own eye, and then you can see clearly to remove the speck of chaff that is in your brother's eye. And we certainly know that human nature um, seems to always see the sins of others, the shortcomings of those around us, while failing to see our own. However, please note this passage doesn't tell us not to help the brother with his speck, but to first get the plank out of our own eye before we attempt such. Because if we don't, not only will we likely fail, through our own lack of vision, but in our failure, well, we will only come out looking like a fool. The news these days is seemingly full of pastors and leaders falling to personal sins of the flesh. All the while, they are trying to lead others away from the very thing that ultimately brings them down. Jesus knew the hearts of men. He knew that being in such a position never removes us from temptation or the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. Thus the warning goes forth. Pull it together, boys, and keep it together, or you will fall in battle. Verse 43 says, For there is no good tree that produces rotten fruit, nor again a rotten tree that produces good fruit. For every tree is known by its own fruit. For people don't gather figs from thorns, nor do they gather grapes from a bramble bush. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings out that which is good, and the evil man out of the evil treasure of his heart brings out that which is evil. For out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks. Now this passage supports the idea that when Jesus decried judging others earlier in this chapter, he was not ruling out, well, what we would call checking the fruit. The truth is that who we really are is manifested by what comes forth from our lives. 
We often claim we are of the faithful, but our lives, well, they're only full of dead fruit or no fruit at all. How often we claim we are apple trees, but there are no apples growing. In reality, what comes out of our lives is who we really are. It is foolishness to claim we are one thing while our lives speak another. There are those around us who spew hatred and division and lies, yet they claim to be of the faithful. But our actions speak of the condition and the state of our hearts. Thus, any such false claims only, few, only fool themselves. Everyone around us sees the truth of who we are. So how do we know if a man or a woman is false? Well, by the fruit produced in their lives. If you produce division, lies, and hatred, that is the root you spring forth from. Verse 46 says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and don't do the things which I say? Now, interestingly enough, this is one of the simplest yet most profound verses in all of Scripture. In fact, it is rather the bottom line of the faith. We say we love him. Why is it that we refuse to do what he told us? I mean, the word, word Lord means master. It means he has the total authority over our lives. Thus, it's rather absurd to use the phrase Lord in the same sentence as we often do with the word no. We can read about that with Peter's life in Acts 10. We must acknowledge that the foundation of a discipleship is obedience. It's, it's doing the things which Jesus says, and there is no substitute. If a person claims to be a follower of Jesus Christ, that person must be willing to do what Jesus says. As the text has warned us, I cannot determine one's salvation status today, but I can say that no disciple is able to fail on this account. Now, I'm not speaking of a perfect record by any means, but our passion must be to obey. Our life makes a practice of it. We do not fight repentance, and we do not fight correction when we fail. Our failure is to obey Christ immediately. That places us outside the realm of discipleship. Verse 47 says, Everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them, I will show you who he is like. For he is like a man building a house who dug and went deep and laid a foundation on the rock. When the flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it was founded on the rock. But he who hears and doesn't do is like a man who builds a house on the earth without a foundation against which the steam broke, stream broke and immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. You know, today it seems all around me I see such houses lying in ruin. The foundation of our lives must be built on something stronger than religion and stronger than, well, mere church attendance. It must be more than service, more than financial support. Many of us have built religious houses for years and, well, they may look good and they may even be quite large. But without obedience, when the storms of life come, and they most certainly will, 
that house is going to eventually fall. Therefore, it is not just the word that must be building blocks of that foundation. It must be obedience to the word. 1 Corinthians 3.11 says, For no one can lay any other foundation than that which has been laid, which is Jesus Christ. But we must build that foundation in our lives. Frankly, that requires action on our part. A bunch of rock does little good unless it is put together as prescribed. And Jesus' words on a page mean nothing to us unless we follow those directions. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Tim Dodson and Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com. Thank you.